Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Turn to John chapter 8, and uh, let's talk about this a little bit this morning. Uh, cultivating a heart of compassion, cultivating a heart of love. Um, we know this stuff, um, but we don't always apply it. I know I don't always apply it. You know, um, we can be very selfish. Even as as Christian people, let's be honest, we can be very selfish, very self-righteous, and uh, that's contrary to the Word of God. Amen? Um, we need to have love for a lost and dying world. We need to have love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to be available for other people. Amen? And not be so judgmental, so critical of one another. Um, so we can sum it up and say it just like this. Um, Pastor Paul is no better than anybody else. Amen? Sister Rachel, she's special to me and she's my favorite person in the whole wife world. But she's, she's no better than anybody else. Amen? We've all fallen. We've all made mistakes. We all need love. Can I get a witness? So we're going to share this little story that most most of you guys already know, um, but we're going to talk about the woman caught in the very act of adultery. Uh, raise your hands if you already know the story. Okay, we already know it, so we'll just skip all that and we'll just let's just close in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for. Now let's do this. Let's do this. Are you ready? Are you ready to get into the word? Amen. John eight and verse two. <clears throat> Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. So Jesus is doing the thing, man, doing the thing that he does. He's at the temple. He's spreading the gospel, giving people the good news, and he's already created some enemies. Um, The Pharisees, the Sadducees, um, the religious uh, elect of the day, the big-time powerful preachers of the day didn't like Jesus very much. and that's, that's what we're going to get right here. So let's see what's going on. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple, and all the people came to him. He sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees, everybody go, ooh. Okay, okay. The scribes and the Pharisees, the scribes and the Pharisees, ooh. These are the, these are the, these guys have made themselves enemies of Jesus Christ. Anyways, okay, here we go. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery. Okay, so this woman right here, she'd been caught in the very act of adultery. Um, there's something missing from this story. Um, when it says that she was brought, the Greek means that she was dragged. This woman was dragged through the streets publicly. Hopefully she was able to grab a, uh, a sheet or something. But yeah, she was dragged through the streets, caught in the act of adultery. But where's the dude? Where's the guy? You know, you ever think about that? What happened to the guy, man? Why is it just this lady? I smell a rat. Don't you guys smell a rat? Okay, so these guys, these uh, scribes and Pharisees, um, the big fancy boys, they're trying to trap Jesus. That's what's going on here. Okay, so they bring this woman caught in the act. So there's no denying it. She was guilty. Amen? Can I get a witness? Amen. He said, okay. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman, or we can say dragged a woman, who had been caught in adultery and placed her in his midst. So here's Jesus teaching a group of folks, man, in the temple, man. 
And here come these Pharisees and these scribes, man, bringing this woman, dragging her, okay? This is somebody's daughter, you know what I mean? Dragging her through the streets, puts her down right in the middle of the sermon. It'd be like if somebody kicked those doors open, except I'm not Jesus and I'm not that cool, but somebody kicked those doors open and, and just completely distracted everybody. Said, what are you going to do about this person right here? You know what I mean? Jesus is doing the thing, man. And here's this woman. Anybody curious to what's going to happen next? You guys already know. Well, let's talk about this for a second. She, she's a, uh, she got her hands caught in a cookie jar, didn't she? There's no denying it, man. She's guilty of this, of this sin. You know? And we are all guilty. You know what I mean? Before we go and judge somebody, you know, who, who, who is tempted by a different sin than you're tempted by, you know what I'm saying? By instead of looking down on other people or being critical of other people, just because you go to a church, just because you love Jesus, amen? Let's understand without God's grace, you could be this woman. You know what I mean? We could be the person that's still sleeping right now in a ditch somewhere. Amen? But for God's grace, man, see how blessed we are? And God loves those people. Thank you, Jesus. God loves... All these people. And we are his body, right? Aren't we supposed to be the body of Christ? Aren't we supposed to be doing something? Instead of looking down on everybody else or, or being critical of everybody else. And I, I'm not saying that we are. But I know that I have been. I know that, that that's a very, very comfortable place for me to be is to be on a high horse. And you I mean, there's nothing really hip or cool about me, but I, I, it's real easy for me to get on a high horse and look down on other people. And when we realize... We need to understand something that, you know what? These people ain't perfect, but guess what? You ain't no better than them. Amen? Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. They said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Romans 3.23, let's jump to that real fast if we got it on the monitors. Maybe you already know this, maybe you don't. Um, let's see here, Romans 3.23, coming to you out of the ESV. For all have sinned. Who sinned? Everybody, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's an easy little verse. We should all have that memorized. We can memorize it today. That's a very simple verse. Um, none of us are perfect. We've all blown God's law. There's a standard, and that standard is perfection. And that standard is not me, it's not you. And all God's people said, whoop de doo <laughs> None of us are perfect, man. So who in the world are we to uh, be so critical of everybody else? You know what I mean? Something we all need to work on, and I don't know what goes on in your heart or in your home, but I know it's very easy for me to begin to judge other folks. And it's something that I've been convicted about while I was working on the last study, um, the thing we were doing on faith for a few weeks there. You know, it was a burden that was welling up inside me about how how so easy it is for me to be critical of other people. You know what I mean? I'm no better than anybody else. I think you can all agree on that, right? Okay. Okay, let's go back. Uh, John 8, verse 5. Now, when the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Okay, yeah, this woman's guilty. And by Old Testament Levitical law, if you are committing adultery, not just being caught, but, okay, you're breaking God's law. Okay, right? Okay, now, the law of Moses says that you are to be stoned for that. You know what I mean? 
hit in the head with rocks until you don't get up no more. That doesn't sound very nice, does it? But that that was a deterrent, right? So here's this lady caught red-handed, okay? But you know what? Raise your hands if you are sinless. Go ahead, do it. Nobody? Nope. Okay, now the law of Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? So what do you say? They're trying to trap Jesus. This they said to test him. You can scratch out test in your neighbor's Bible and put in trick or trap. No, you don't scratch it out. (laughs) This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. This is so cool right here. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. Now, I actually know exactly what he wrote on the ground. You're blessed to be in this church this morning. Um, no, nobody knows. No one has a clue. We all, everybody's got ideals. I, I read up on it last night and I've read up on it before. A lot of people think they know exactly what Jesus wrote on the ground. But here's the simple truth of that matter. The Holy Spirit doesn't really want us to know. If he wanted us to know, we would know what he wrote on the ground. Now, there's a lot of good ideals. I don't know. But anyways, here's this woman caught in adultery. Jesus is preaching. And now this crowd is building, not just the people listening to Jesus, but there's the people that want, want blood, that want this woman uh, to be stoned to death, the people accusing her. And then also the crowd's just building people. People love to see crazy stuff like this. So this crowd's getting bigger and bigger. And they're pushing Jesus verbally. Hey, what do you think we should do? This is what the law says. Now, what do you think? Okay, so me and you would be in a pickle, but not the Most High God, not the not the Messiah, not Jesus. He's doing just fine. Amen? Okay, so let's see what's going on here. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. Can you imagine? Um, somebody said this. I can't remember exactly who said this, but in the endless research I do for you people. You're welcome. Um, but when I was, uh, uh, some guy said this years ago, and it, it really touched my heart, that imagine if you were Jesus, and this is your creation, and you see how we can so easily turn on one another. We see how easily there's that hatred that can, that can flower and blossom up between us. We're so willing just to kill somebody. Nobody cares at all about this woman. She's just a tool to try and trap Jesus. No one cares about her. No one knows how she got in that situation. No one knows the road that she was on that led her to those decisions. We don't even know if it was a pure entrapment, man. We don't know where that dude is. But nobody, no, no one's caring about her. But Jesus cares about her. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I... Think about this. Maybe Jesus is is crying. You're thinking about, it wasn't supposed to be this way. There's so much hatred towards one another. It wasn't supposed to be this way. Amen. Can I get a witness? Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. Now that's that's really, really bad news. Um, because yes, we have all blown it. We've all made mistakes. We've all broken God's law. Each and every one of us have, whether or not we believe in a living God or we believe in God at all. We've broken His rules. We've broken His laws. Now, what does that mean? It means exactly what's about to happen or could happen to this lady. The law says she's supposed to be stoned, hit in the face of rocks until she's dead, dead, dead. You know what I mean? For the wages of sin is death. 
We forget we serve a holy God, a holy, holy God. He is completely separate from sin, and somebody has to pay for that sin. So without a Savior, raise your hands if you're glad we have a Savior this morning. Without a Savior, she would have to pay for those sins, right? Without a Savior, we would have to pay for our sins. That's how blessed we are. But we don't need to be on a pedestal if somebody hasn't already come to the saving power of Jesus Christ. Don't think that you're better than them. We have a mission. Amen? We need to show them the love of Jesus and not tear them down. Can I get a witness? Romans 6.23. Give them some praise. For the wages of sin is death. That's not good news. But the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. That's wonderful. That's absolutely super awesome news. Everyone say, that's super awesome news. You guys already knew all that. But sometimes we forget about it. We're so quick to be judgmental and critical to other folks. Uh, people in our own congregation, especially people in our families. You know what I mean? The, the, the dude at work that you can't stand. Raise your hands if you know who I'm talking about. That, that guy at work that won't shut up. No, I'm playing, I'm playing. There's all, there's all these people, man, but Jesus loves them all. Can I get a witness? All right. Okay, I want to read Ephesians 4 and verse 15, right there on your monitor. You've heard me say this a lot, man, but let's go to the direct verse that I'm always referencing. Okay, now, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Amen? You know people that are making mistakes all the time. Guess what? You make mistakes all the time. So, when we're in a situation and somebody's making a bonehead mistake, uh, somebody's doing something that they shouldn't be doing, we still have an obligation. Amen? Amen? We have to deliver the truth of the gospel. But we, we, we can be so critical sometimes and we can beat people over the head with the Bible acting, portraying, pretending that we're better than them. We're not better than anybody. You know what I mean? We deliver the truth, but we have to deliver the truth in love. That's what Jesus does. Amen? I mean, I'm not making it up. Okay, Ephesians 4 and verse 15. Rather speaking the truth in love. That is our mission. That is our goal. Amen? The Lord God has called us to be a witness, to be a witness to a lost and dying world, to encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? But you know what? The truth needs to always be wrapped in love. Amen? Amen. All right. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head into Christ. So God's looking for His people to uh, uh, begin to start looking like Jesus. Amen? Amen? God's wanting His church to begin to mature. Amen. And, and this is something that is that is really hurting the body of Christ. We we don't want to associate with other people. We think we're better than other people. I don't want to talk to those people at that church down there because I got the sure gospel. Nobody's perfect. No one's got it all figured out. Amen. John eight and verse seven. And as they continued to ask him, man, they're really pounding this into Jesus, man. What's your answer? What's your verdict? What do you say about all this? And as, and th these people want blood, man. And as they continue to ask him, he stood up. Now this is really, really cool because I can actually, <laughs> th there's a look that I imagine 
that when Jesus stood up, I imagine there was a certain sternness, a certain seriousness to this look. And when I read this, I think about Sister Claudia. I think, I think about when I was a young man and I would push her, not physically push her, but, but, uh, but I, w- I would be so repetitive. Can y'all imagine me being repetitive? No. But I'd be like, Mom, I want to go swimming. Mom, I want to go swimming. Mom, something like that over and over again. And she'd be so calm, cool and collective, believe it or not. But there would be a point. I can still picture it. I'm kind of getting nervous right now. There would be a point where she would stand up or she would look at you and you knew it, man, it was just too late. It was too late. You should have took the answer the first 20 times. But you don't cross the line. And so imagine Jesus and he hears this over and over again. What do you want to do with her? This is what the law says. What are you going to do? Amen. What's going to happen to her? These people are, are just, man, they just have this lust for blood. They could care less about this person. It's all about tricking and trapping Jesus. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, this is good. Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. That's none of them, right? We don't even know. These people that brought her there, they could have been all caught up in this situation to get this woman trapped. They could have, who knows how many of God's laws they broke to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. But we do know this, they are all, let me see. None of them are sinless, right? Raise your hand again. Who in here is sinless? None of us. So we need to get rid of this ideal. And it's not that we consciously do it. I don't think that anybody consciously looks down on other people and says, I'm just so special. I'm awesome. I got about right. Probably not, right? Maybe. I don't know. But we all can very easily begin to be critical of other people. You know what I mean? And so let's bring this up. If I want to gossip about somebody or if I'm going to talk about somebody else, ask yourself this. This will really help. What What is the motive? What is the reason? Why am I sharing this information with you? Is this to help this person or is this to help me? Is this to make me look good or is this to make this person look bad or is this to help that person? You know what I mean? These are things we need to watch out for. And this is all stuff, this is Christian stuff that slips right under the radar all the time, man, all the time. We go through situations and we're so quick to condemn and judge other folks. Man, we need to check ourselves before we what? Before we wreck ourselves. Amen. This is the part of the sermon where we wrap. All right. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. Amen. Okay, Matthew 7 and verse 5. This is Jesus right here. Look at that down there. You hypocrite! This is a different... This is not what Jesus says to these folks, okay? Matthew 7 verse 5. You hypocrite! You ever feel like you're a hypocrite? You realize some of this stuff that we've been doing without even thinking about it? You know what I mean? You hypocrite! First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So it's not that anybody's perfect. It's not, it's not that your neighbor doesn't have some flaws. But I think what we're missing out here is that we got muy, muy, mucho. We have, this is for the brother in Colombia that heard, muy, I think, I don't know. Uh, 
We have a lot of problems, a lot of things that we need to be working on. Instead of being so critical and judging other folks, man, why don't we get into the Bible and follow the Bible? Amen? Because God definitely wants to use us to be a blessing to others. You know what I mean? But we're so, we want to tear other people down. And we need, we, we, we can be, we can, we have a job that'll keep us busy until judgment day. We have a job that'll keep us busy for a very long time, letting the Lord work on us. Amen? Let, letting the Lord do that thing He wants to do in our lives to make us that loving person. You know, God wants to give us a burden for these people. A Christ-like love for people. Amen? This woman, oh yeah, she made a mistake. Uh, who knows how she got there, whatever. She's definitely sinning, but ain't none of us perfect. We're, we're just like that person. You know what I mean? Oh, I've, 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 I've never committed adultery. I've never got caught in the act of adultery or, or I never would do that. Man, if you look on someone with lust, you just committed adultery. I mean, that's how the Lord looks at it. You know what I mean? Ain't none of us perfect. Ain't no one in here can cast a stone. All right. Okay. Verse eight. And once more he bent down. Okay. So Jesus says this. Okay. You, you, if you're sinless, you want to throw the first stone, go ahead. If, if you can condemn this person, you are guilt-free, go ahead. You get to throw the first stone. Then he bends back down again. And, and once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. This is a little interesting little verse right there. Amen? Everybody goes one by one, so it's just Jesus and this sinful woman. Jesus and this sinful woman. Who could have threw a stone at that woman? Nobody but Jesus. Right? Nobody but Jesus. But listen, one by one they go away. And, uh, it, you know, John, through the Holy Spirit, <coughs> puts this in the Bible that they leave one by one. And that's kind of curious, isn't it? Um, the older ones leave first. The younger ones stay till last out of all these people that want to stone this lady. And that kind of makes sense the more you think about it. You know, when I was younger, <laughs> when I was younger, I certainly, I certainly was a little more sure of things. Some things. Like, I hadn't had so many failures. I haven't made as many mistakes. I wasn't aware of how easily I could fall just like anybody else. I was so sure that I had my act a little better than everybody else's because I was looking out through these eyes. Not saying that I wasn't a sinful person because I was a very sinful person. I was just sinning my way. I was following my code. You know what I mean? This is what I do, okay? The way you sin, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But this is how I sin. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, when we're younger, man, we, okay, let me say it like this. I think there's something to be said about life experiences. When you've been around the block a couple times and you realize, you know, hey man, if I follow this book, it, it'll keep me out of trouble. You know what I mean? Like these older fellas are like, yeah, I thought this was a good idea, but, uh, whew, I don't know, man. They're starting to realize, man, I'm not sinless. And then one by one, and then there was just the young ones who were so sure and confident, prideful and arrogant, but then one by one they realized it too. Nobody 
has a leg to stand on in this sin department. Amen? Can I get a witness? John 8 and verse 10. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. Woo! No one, Lord. There's an act of faith there. There's a, 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 an act of faith. There's a word I'm looking for. Man, it's, it's times like these when I really wish I would have studied. Anyways, there's so much to do throughout the week. There's a statement of faith here made by this woman. No one's here, Lord. No one's here, Lord. See that? Isn't that awesome? She realizes who this man is. Okay. She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go. Go. And from now on, sin no more. Now, earlier in today's uh, teaching or lesson or sermon or whatever you want to call it. Um, the, the Pharisees, they brought up a, a, a real legit point. You know, the law of Moses says that this sin's got to be paid for. Well, the beautiful thing here is Jesus Christ fulfilled the law for all of us. You know what I mean? So there's penalties um, that we don't have to pay for because we've accepted Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ paid for them at the cross. Amen. So no one can condemn this woman except for Jesus. Amen. He says, I don't condemn you either. And she's made this statement of faith. She said, this is the Lord right here. Okay. Now we know that if we become a Christian, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we believe he is who he says he is like this woman. This is the Messiah. This is the son of God. I am a sinner. I need to be saved. I believe you paid for my sins and I received that precious gift. Amen? If we do that, then there needs to be some changes in our behavior. Not perfectly, but increasingly, right? The more thankful we are for what has been done for us, the more we can see how wretched and nasty our sin is, and that it's been paid for by a holy and loving, sinless God, the more we should be thankful and want to do that right thing. Amen? The, the reason why I bring that up is, is there, should, there should be some changes in our behavior, like in this verse, uh, Matthew 3 and verse 8. Bear fruit, not bear, like in bears eat this type of fruit. Um, bears do like fruit, though. Um, they like, I don't know what they like. Um, Matthew 3 and verse 8. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. If I'm a repentant person, if I'm a saved person, then the fruit of my life, the fruit of my actions should show, hey, there's a change in me. Not perfectly. I mean, that's what we're shooting for. I'm not giving anyone an excuse here. I'm just saying, man, this is what's supposed to be going on in our life. So if we're saved people, you know, and this is important to God. He puts this in the Bible, and it's not just this one place in the Bible. We are so quick to judge and condemn and be critical of other people instead of showing them the love of Jesus. And like I said, it's not that we don't give them the truth. We have to deliver the truth. We have to. That's an order. That's a mandate. But we have to give it in love, like the love of Jesus when it was given to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're in Isaiah now, Isaiah 6. Real briefly, I know that my problem personally I am so quick to judge and condemn folks, especially when it's close to home. You know, those people in my inner circle, they get it the worst. I'm pretty good at faking around you guys. 
I'm not that good, actually. Um, but the problem is, is that we lose track of a holy God. We get our focus off of a holy God, and we forget about how much we have been forgiven from. Amen? How much we've been forgiven? Okay. Okay, so Isaiah 6 and verse 3. Let's go through this real fast. And it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. So this is Isaiah caught up in the throne room and he is about as face to face as you can get with the creator of the universe. Okay, and this is what the angels are saying in his presence nonstop. Holy, holy, holy. Okay, you know the deal about the holy, holy, holy thing. Rick knows it. He's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I've heard it enough. It just, okay. <laughs> I can't help it, man. Some people may have not heard it. Just forgive me. Um, okay. In Bible days, if, uh, oh man, I should have thought about this one. Um, in Bible days, if, uh, uh I went to your house and you made pizza and you made uh, a very good pizza, well, then I would say, well, that's a pizza. But if you made a super awesome, rad, amazing pizza, I would say, man, that was a pizza, pizza. Like little pizza, pizza. But if it was, if it was the most phenomenal pizza in ever existence ever that could ever possibly be, which it was never used by this, it was never used like this unless they were talking about God, we would say that was a pizza, pizza, pizza. You see what I'm saying? Or that was a, that was a salad, salad, salad. I'm not doing this right. It just, <laughs> I know everybody's just hungry now. No. Amen. So. The angels are saying, and the angels, God could have these angels in the throne room saying anything, you know, anything. God is love. God is love. God is love. God is just. God is just. God is just. You know, mercy, mercy. But they say, holy, 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 nonstop. They're saying it right now. This is what our God is. He is completely separate from sin. He can have nothing to do with it, but He loves us so much, He Himself sent His Son to pay for our sin. It's not that He's being mean. It's not that He's picking on you. He never wanted sin to come into come into this place, but someone dropped the ball and He paid for the price. You know what I mean? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. You can look at the mountains. You, you look at the sea. You look at the sun. Did I say English words? <laughs> you can look at God's creation and it points to the fact that there is a God, there is a creator, and we need a savior. The earth, Max, Max Lakato, I think it was Max Lakato, said the number one missionary or the most, the bestest missionary is the universe. If you look at it with an open heart, man, it is proof, man, that there is a God. Okay, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of Him. Imagine Isaiah. Good dude. Godly guy. Loves loves the Lord. All of a sudden, he's about as close as you can get to the Most High God without your face exploding. And he's he's right there. And everything's shaking. God's voice, holy, holy, holy. The angels say that. And God speaks. And everything's shaking. And it's like... Raiders of the lost ark, like everything's gonna fall down. He's like, oh, 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 and the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. Smoke that's that's uh, represents God's Holy Spirit, right there. And that smoke is a blessing. The smoke to veil Isaiah from the face of God. Amen. 
No one can look upon his face and uh, live, right? Who called and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, woe is me. Not I, I didn't say this, but this is what Isaiah said. And I said, woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. That's what we lose track of, man. We lose track of the fact that there is a holy God, holy, holy, holy God, who paid for our sins, and our sins are just as vile and nasty as anybody else's. You know what I mean? We need to keep that picture. Amen. We need to focus on the cross and what's been done for us. And we can do this, man. Let's cultivate a heart of love, a heart of compassion for everybody instead of being so judging and critical. So let's all repent right now. If you feel like you've been critical or or condemning of other people, um, just agree with me in this prayer if you think you have. Uh, Let's just bring it to the Lord right now. Father God, I just ask you to forgive me of being so judgmental and critical and harsh to other people, Lord, even if I have delivered the truth, but delivered it without love, Lord, I repent right now. I repent of all my sins, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that I love your creation. I love my church family. I love the body of Christ. I love you. I love you, and I'm so grateful of what you have done for me. Thank you, Father, that your will is going to be done in my house, in my home, Lord. Thank you that I will love my neighbor just like I love myself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more. And may God bless you.